1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful.
1: Great everyone, welcome back. On this week's replay, we're going back to one of the biggest conversations that ended up going a little bit crazy all over social media. People shared this podcast more than any other social share we've ever seen. The conversation was between myself and Roxy, aka Luxurious Roxy. We sat in a hotel room back when you could actually gather together, and we had one of these conversations that just brought about a lot of light bulb moments about existing in your body, carrying confidence all of these different things that it really brought up. And even in terms of sizing and her experience on the Real Housewives of Toronto, such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we get to listen to it again. I've already listened to it like three times, (laughs) like repeatedly whenever I need it or whenever there's like that moment. And I really, really hope that this serves you once again, or perhaps for the very first time, if it's your first time listening. So enjoy the show. Can't wait to get back to it next week. Let's podcast. We Please. are we are trying here. I am sitting here with the iconic, the fabulous, oh the amazing Roxy, Luxurious Roxy.
0: Thank you. Why luxurious? What what was like the word that made like why was that the word? I would love to tell you that it was so thought out. It is not. My Instagram handle that was private just for my friends and family was the luxurious traveler. Oh, because I was traveling all over the world to all these fabulous places. And my friends were asking me recommendations. So my Instagram was luxurious traveler and it was private. Like it was like had a thousand followers, all my friends and family. And then the housewives happened Mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just change traveler to Roxy. Oh, (laughs) and so it became luxurious Roxy, but uh, I am kind of luxurious. You are. You are very luxurious. I do. I'm real and luxurious all at the same time. So it all sort of makes sense. It worked out. Okay, so if you don't know Roxy, she
1: is somebody I actually met in real life a couple years ago. Then we got a chance to work together this last year on the NYX swimwear campaign. And I've been dying to sit down and have a conversation with her for some time because she is... What I really like about you is that you're part of like this movement in terms of like body positivity and body confidence and all of that stuff. But you do it in such a positive, light way, but you also share a lot of the gritty truths around, you know, body shaming and a lot of like size issues that we have in the world. So I would love for those of you don't know her, this is going to be a chance for you to get to know her. And I want to give you a chance to kind of tell your story, how you've landed where you are now today. There's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, that's a
0: lot to unpack.
1: But give us like the Coles Notes version of
0: who you are and how you came to be. Well, first of all, that is the sweetest intro because you know, you, I truly think are iconic and you are absolutely part of that movement thank and a you. leader in that space. And you're so brave. And I always tell you how courageous you are. So mm, I do you. try to keep things light on my Instagram. I'll tell you a little bit about how it all happened. As some of you may know, I was on a reality show, a little just one, a, just a little, <laughs> just a just little, little one, one called The Real Housewives. <laughs> and when I debuted on The Real Housewives, it was... A moment where I think women had never seen a curvaceous woman who wasn't talking about how she wanted to lose weight, who wasn't mm-hmm. apologizing for her body. Yes. I was just, when I did The Real Housewives, I was 34 years old. I was about a size 14 mm-hmm. and I'm a confident curvaceous woman. Yeah. And I didn't think it was very revolutionary, but apparently other people did. And I remember when the show came out and the Press, I sat down in interviews, and the first question everyone asked me was, How does it feel to be the first plus size housewife? Whoa. And I responded to journalists and I said, I'm not plus size, I'm my size, and my size rocks. Oh my gosh. And that's literally how a movement was born. Yeah. Cause you I, have
1: this hashtag
0: like my size rocks, which yeah. works with your name very well. Yeah. Like ROX. R-O-X, R-O-X and so, so My Size Rocks actually started because I responded to all of this conversation that was happening in Mm -hmm. the Canadian media about me and about my body. There was a narrative going on about me that I wanted to control because I wanted to make sure it wasn't in a negative light. What's to say that because I'm curvy, why is it a bad thing? Yes, And why was it like this conversation that was happening that was so groundbreaking, I didn't, that's the part that I was having trouble understanding. Like people were literally saying, you're a leader, you're an inspiration. And at that time, I didn't understand why just loving myself was so unique. Yes. I I just like this is
1: like pre-Lizzo
0: era that we're living in now. And it's this was three years ago. Or I honestly I don't even think it was three years ago. I think the show came out two and a half years ago. This has all happened by the way in two and a half years. That's wild. Yeah.
1: Like I was watching Lizzo in an interview when she was talking, people asked her about like being body positive or whatever. She was just like, I'm just not body negative. Like, what do I, yeah. like, I don't even know what she said. I don't want to misquote her, but like, it is like that whole, like, what do I have to be negative about? What am I apologizing for? Yeah. Like,
0: why? And, 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 it really do I have makes, and this is the big thing. And so, and so as my story continues, the housewives came out and there was this moment, this episode on the show where a million women can relate to, where they had a trunk show, which if anyone doesn't know, it's where... Basically, rich women are invited to buy designer clothes and drink champagne. So they buy more designer clothes. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, such ooh, a shame. Don't invite me, but also invite me. <laughs> it's such a shame. So a designer comes and I say, I don't want to go. And this is the kind of thing in my real life I get invited to all the time. Mm. And I always say no to because, of course, I know it's not going to have my size. So I say, I don't want to go because I say it's not going to have my size. But of course, I end up having to go because I'm on a reality show and it's being filmed and I go and I'm promised that they'll be my size. And then as happened 1 million times in my life, like every time I've been a bridesmaid or anytime I've done anything, I go and I get to watch all the other women who are really kind of represent that typical housewife. Mm -hmm. They're tall and slim and, you know, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing but wrong it with is that. Still, They're just different than I look. Yes, exactly. And they've probably never had a challenge buying clothes. Mm. And so we're in there, and I have, get to watch this sort of like Cinderella moment for all these girls spinning around in beautiful dresses, and I get to stand there as nothing fits. And I wasn't crying or anything like that. I just handled it like I've handled every change room that I've ever been into, and mm. every every boutique that I've been into while I'm traveling in Europe, and I'm or anywhere and I go in and I want to buy something beautiful and then uh, nothing fits and I stand there and apologize for my body.
1: All right. I'm excited to share with you a really cool thing that can help you in your business or on your social media. A lot of us are using social media for more than just sharing photos of our lives. It is part of a business structure. It is part of doing more with our social media, or perhaps you're just a creative and you know what it's like to try and create systems and keep things organized and also be creative online. And if you're creative, you know the drill. It's all about editing. It's all about formatting and reformatting and then making it available for all different platforms. So today I want to share with you a little bit about Issue. Now Issue is a make it once and it's ready to post everywhere content creator. When you have content to push out and a story to share, you remove the complexity with Issue. They make content look amazing wherever you post it, exactly how you envisioned it. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales collateral and more. It's perfect for so many different things, whether you're a creator, a marketer, a designer, educator, publishers, sales, or anyone that wants to make eye-catching content. And Issue is really, really easy. Simply upload your PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content that you want. With Issue, you create it once. And like I said, distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook, and they can even help you make animated Instagram stories and you can start using Issue for free. They offer premium features that give a little bit more of a customized experience, but hey, why not get started for free? Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code papaya. Now the spelling here is important. That's I-S-S-U-U slash podcast and use promo code papaya at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code papaya. Let's get back to our show. I have chills. That is like one of the most relatable things that anybody's ever said. And I'm a size medium and I still, I still have it. So
0: I went on Instagram and I talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how hard it was for me being on The Real Housewives where I wanted to show up and be glamorous and express my personal style. But it was a thousand times harder for me to do that because Mm -hmm. no one has clothes that fit me. Mm -hmm. And especially two and a half years ago, three years ago when I was doing the show, I'm talking nobody had clothes. Nobody had. People were like, you can get some outfits from Walmart. I was like, What? I'm on The Real Housewives. I want to look fabulous. And so when that show aired and when that all happened that is truly when a momentum and an energy started to surround me where I started to build a community of women online by speaking my truth. Mm -hmm. And I think it was such a juxtaposition to what people are used to seeing about a woman in that position in the media. Her, just all of a sudden I'm standing up talking about how I can't buy clothes, nothing fits. Why are people criticizing my thighs? Why are people calling me fat on the internet? I'm just this fabulous, glamorous, successful woman, I thought. And that is when followers from all over the country started reaching out to me. And really that's when luxurious Roxy, my Instagram and my size rocks just started to build and build and build. And what has come out of that since that show has been incredible. I took 10 episodes, which is really about women fighting. And I turned it into a movement globally about how to inspire women. And I'm now on a mission. (laughs) You are on a mission.
1: There's been so many cool things. Even recently I've watched you do. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about I don't even know if we can say the brand. I'm sure we can, but like you, you can say would. any
0: brand. I don't hold
1: back. Okay, so recently something happened with H H&M and M, yes. and it was such a cool thing that kind of happened. So, can you share kind of where you took your movement, yeah. into mainstream and got listened to?
0: Yeah. So, I guess the big insight about two years ago was that I was bombarded with messages about where I was buying my clothes from, and Fair really enough, because people- I was, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Really? Like, cause I used to be plus size. Yeah. And now I'm able to shop in, you know, the regular sections of clothes. And you made a statement one time about, and I've brought this up before because it, it's always stuck with me. I remember existing in a larger body, but there was part of me that was like, oh, I don't have to shop in those stores anymore. Yeah. And I don't have to shop in that section. And you said something like, why are we making women shop at like the back corner of the store? Downstairs,
0: and, near the food court, in the basement. Yeah.
1: And why <laughs> are we like, or even in a store that has a plus size section? Like, why are they segregating? It's our discrimination. Sizes? It is. And you were like, I don't ask people to go and shop in a minus size. So why am I being asked exactly. to go shop in this? And I was like, <gasps> and now it's like, I every time I'm in a store now, when I see a plus size section, I'm like, could you imagine if you were with somebody and you're both like, oh, I love this shirt. And it's like, okay, you go to the corner. Yeah. I'll go to the normal women's yeah. section. And it really has woken me up. And I think that's why you're so gentle in the way you talk about things, but it's also very bold Thank and very you. courageous. And that's why I... I loved what happened with H&M because H&M is a pretty inclusive brand but like yeah. talk about what happened I can tell
0: you about that and I'll tell you the context of it so okay. after that happened my goal was to change the fashion industry Mm -hmm. because I was like, look, the culprits are the fashion industry. And why is it like, I've always loved fashion, but fashion does not love me back. And I go in and want to buy these beautiful clothes. And then I'm told and reminded every day that I don't fit in because they don't make clothes that fit me. And it's like, I'm a confident woman until I walk into a store and I'm reminded by someone else how I should feel. And so I was like, I need to change that. But how am I going to change that? I'm just this girl in Toronto on a mission. And so I called up some of the biggest Canadian brands, and one of them was Le Chateau. And I I said, campaign was unreal. And I said, I'm going to design a collection for you of all sizes. (laughs) And they're like, Who are you? (laughs) And I was like, My name's Roxy. I'm on the show. And they're like, Okay, let us look you up. And so. This is when, you know, you think you're bigger than you are, but that's fine because it was humbling and it was amazing. And I went and I met with the team and the owners of Le Chateau and they totally understood my size rocks and why Mm -hmm. I, what I was talking about and why I felt it was important. And they put their money behind me and I designed six collections and I was the first person to put size zero to 22 W in a Mm. store in the same section. So two best friends could walk into a store, shop off the same rack for the same price. And, how did that collection go? It was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was a success. It was a success. And it was awesome. I wanted awesome. that
1: friggin' sparkly, whatever thing that you were wearing. I, I can remember it Oh, in my whatever head. Like, you need that there was we still like, have in stock, oh I'll my find gosh. for you. There was like a photo, but I loved it because it was like this photo and you were like front and center and there was like women of different sizes wearing like the same things. And I was like, oh gosh, like we are in this era and we just talked about the Kardashians and stuff and how like good American, like I'm sorry, but that was an online shopping experience that now has changed I love it. The rest of the world. Like we're watching American Eagle start to like follow suit. There's a lot of different brands that are doing this. But you know, years ago when you went online and you looked at something and you bought it, you came and you you got it in the mail and you put it on and you're like, I feel like a potato because <laughs> I don't look like that. I'm not, you know, no, my 5'10 dream. and I'm not a size. Like, and now they have this thing where it like, it shows you what the size of the model is. Yeah, it's is. amazing. And the normal standard one, she was almost always a size zero or a size two and very, very tall. So now with things like having Good American, so if you've never gone on their site before, basically what happens is you can choose the size size of model you want, I think up to a 24, 22. And you can actually see the Good America is definitely the gold on, standard. Yeah, like, but they were- the groundbreakers of that. I've never it. seen it before. So when we talk about this inclusivity, like, I don't think people realize, like, even to go on and be like, I'm well, size I 10, did that with I'm my models. And yes. I was like
0: one of the first people to ever do it. Yes. So not only did I cast my campaigns out of women who had used my hashtag, yeah. my size rocks from oh Instagram. So it was talk about everyone's a real woman, but talk about like actual women. Yep. Yep. Like, these were my followers. They and so are. I put them in the campaign and then I showed how you could see it, in all the ads, I like used my best friends because my best friends all happen to be these really tiny girls yeah, and they're beautiful, but they're just of a very different body than me. Mm-hmm. So I put them in the ads and I did all these ads where it's the two of us yes, to show that the clothes look just as good um, on a size 16 yeah. body as they do on a size two body. Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing to pull off.
1: Like that is, and I don't think everybody understands that completely because the fashion industry and even creating these clothes, it's really hard. I've Talked to a couple brands before and they were like, we're trying to get inclusive sizing, but it's really hard to get them made. It's really difficult. It's almost like having to create two totally separate lines of clothes. So when a brand takes the extra step or someone like you takes the extra step to be like, let's make this
0: and I'm made work it on all. everybody. I made it, and here's the thing: is that I come in and I work with brands, and I do collaborations, and I educate brands on how to make clothes for curvy women. Yeah, you know what? Different darting is different. It is. I need to account for the fact that a skirt actually needs to go over my bum and not sit right below my. Like Whatever. how every curvy know girl knows that a skirt I is know. always made. A mini skirt. for me is like a mini skirt's A are hard thing to size. Yeah. So I account for the fact that my bust and my hips are going to push it out more that I need more length on the back. Like there's all these things I was thinking about because yeah. I've designed for because myself. I am my customer. And so that's my dream. And that's the mission I'm on. And now I've been able to work with great brands. You and I were in the NYX camp. Yeah. Like NYX is one. I just did a collaboration with Sheertex We're oh, I did Sheertex a Really hose cool. that is indestructible, and I'm now
1: working with all these other them. brands. I got them in raspberry, they're coming oh. the pink ones. And we have I'm something, so spark- and
0: you have a sparkly package coming your way. So, oh you're my going gosh, to sparkle all the way.
1: Let's take a quick pause to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, Dipsy. So many New Year's resolutions are all about doing less of something. Why not give yourself more, more pleasure? more rest, more time to connect with yourself and your body. Get in the habit with Dipsy. Need to unwind after a long day of Zoom calls, looking for some new self-care ideas, or maybe just a new way to kind of get out of a funk and start feeling like yourself again, reset and reconnect yourself with Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there. Find stories about off-limit hookups with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level, or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or to try a new toy together. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you are or what you're into or what turns you on. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. I can't say enough good things about Dipsy, and I know a lot of people feel it's taboo to talk about this form of self-care, but trust me, it is the greatest way to unwind. And not only that, but really connects you to yourself, to your body, to your desires. And for listeners of today's show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsiestories.com/papaya. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D I P S E A stories.com/papaya dipsystories.com slash papaya. Honestly, you've got to give this a try. DM me afterwards and tell me how hot and amazing and relaxing and everything you needed that to be was. I was totally blown away at how much I was impacted the first time I listened. And it's so fun to return to all the time. So enjoy. I truly mean that enjoy and please go get that 30 day free trial and let's get back to the show.
0: Well, okay, so bring me back to the H&M though. Like what happened? I went to H&M and I was invited to, by their PR team, to shop their collaboration they did with Jean-Baptiste Valley before anyone else. Not before anyone else, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a media were invited. Yes. And so I went and I was so excited. Yes. Because H&M is a brand that I love because yes. they actually have plus sizes. Yes. And I went and I was just so amped up. And when I got there, the PR girls told me that they only had up to a size 8. The entire collection only well, went What to they a... told me is the collection only went up to a size 8 and that they only had a size 8 there to shop. Now in fact the collection online did have extended sizing. It okay. went up to I think a 16 online or a oh, 14. That's still Yeah. But it's better than nothing. But in there I was shopping this special experience and nothing fit. Yeah. And it was a very demoralizing experience. So I went online and I talked about it because Mm -hmm. nothing's going to compromise my integrity. Yes. And yes, I would love to work with H&M, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to call you out. Yeah. If if something happens. No, fair enough. So in a very respectful way, I went on my Instagram and I talked about how that made me feel. Mm. And it's not just how it makes me feel. And this is where I take issue is that the person promoting that campaign is Kendall Jenner. And she has 100 Million followers. Mm. And how many of those 100 million followers are going to walk into an HM excited and amped up and then feel disappointed and shameful about their bodies because it doesn't fit them? Yes. And so I talked about that. And that's a this. lot of younger audience too, yeah. right? Which makes you,
1: look, I don't know, your heart just gets a little, you know, no, you know I know, it's know it's they're like,
0: vulnerable and yeah. I know that that's dangerous and what that can do to a woman. Yeah. And so when I spoke about that, I have to applaud HM for this. They're global team and their Canadian team both reached out to me and said, like, look, we're so humiliated this happened. We also want to fix this. So they invited me in for a conversation. And I recently sat down with the head of H&M Canada. And I tell you, she listened to my story with an open heart. And I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to come of it. I told H&M, my dream is that I can be responsible or I can be the voice that forces you to put extended sizing into the store. Yes. And so if I can do that and nothing else, my mission is made.
1: Well, and it comes back to that same point again. Why are we pushing women of a bigger size to shop online? Because we don't carry that in the stores? like, again, it's pushing people away from being in the public and being like, part of a community. Like, I'm sorry, but this is like, I think the average North American woman is a size 14.
0: It's wild to me that everyone is told that they don't belong here. I was at Clamonaco this week. I wanted to buy this pretty purple suit I found. And I asked the girl, Clamonaco goes up to a size 14. She goes, but in store, we only carry up to size 12. I go, it's one size. It's one and I'm size. looking at your rack. There is plenty of room for you to put the 14 there. Yeah. Why do you have to put it only online? Yeah. What is the rationale of why you cannot have the 14 in the store? Yeah, no. It Tell doesn't me really make why a lot of like, sense. do you think I do not deserve to try it on? Do you want to say to the world that you're a store that isn't for women like me? Because that's what you're telling me.
1: And I think what's important too is a lot of brands will sometimes push back and say, you know what, we w- we wanted to, but it's really hard because the product just sits there. And you know what, let it sit there because eventually women will start to understand and realize that the clothes are there available to them. Women have been pushed out to oh, different my- stores and to corners of stores and only online. So why would really they, they have no confidence time. to go in? Why would they even know to come in and even know to look? Through like-
0: their ads, through your clothes, you've literally been telling them for years, you don't belong here. Exactly. So it's going to take a moment for them to belong there. It's going to take a But I want to be the one. And that's what I am on a mission to do. I'm on a mission to change the fashion industry to make it inclusive. And so I'm doing that through collaborations with brands where I design clothes to help them be inclusive, or I'm doing that through conversations where yeah. my voice. And that's why my Instagram is so important to me. The more people I have in this army, when I go in and sit down with an H&M of the world, the second largest retailer in the world, if I can say I have, okay, well, I... Th- I have like 85,000 followers yeah. right now. but if I have 85 million, <laughs> you know that it's there's power in numbers. I can say look at all of the women who support this yes. decision. Yes, I'm not just one girl. This is a business decision. I represent 85,000 consumers in Canada. And I. And this is that's why, my mission.
1: And exactly. And that's why I think it's so important for women of all sizes to follow someone like you, because you are carrying this conversation that without knowing and experiencing it, you just wouldn't know. I'm somebody who has experienced those things. But because when I got into a thinner body, I stopped experiencing them. It's not that I meant to forget, but I definitely existed in a new privilege. And you constantly bring me back to this place and this understanding and this, I don't even, I'm not going to call it like empathy, but just like But it is empathy,
0: having empathy for. Yeah, but
1: because,
0: you know, I have friends who are a size, you know, like one of my girlfriends is a size two, and she's like, and you know, I've just, I never thought. Like she's You're like, like yeah, I have why would you? She's like, I'll be going on a date and I want to go get something fabulous. Yeah. I just ran to Zara. Yeah. She's like, it never occurred to me until you started talking about like, imagine being on this TV show and having all these media appearances and I'm in the press all the time and photo shoots. Do you know how many stylists have emailed me the night before a shoot and said, do you think Roxy can just bring her own things? <gasps> and everyone else gets all these dresses pulled for them and borrows all these dresses and gets to, but for me- I'm like at the last second, she struggles and of course realizes there's nothing she can put me in. Yeah. So her default is: can Roxy bring her own clothes? And it's a thousand times harder for me to be fabulous yeah. than anyone else. But yet she comes <laughs> and, and she oh, shows yeah, up. I show up. And so that's why I'm like, I want to make other women yeah. feel good. I want to give women these... Mo- that's why I make sparkly dresses. I that's why sequin jumps jumpsuits. You've soups. had <laughs> some
1: pretty big celebrity names even reach out to you. What
0: happened? It was the Emmys last year, wasn't it? I think the coolest moments was... Chrissy Metz from This Is Us wore a gown I designed for her to the Country Music Awards when she was performing with Carrie Underwood. I've dressed her a few times. I've dressed her for InStyle Magazine. Oh my goodness. Um, Lena Dunham was wearing my clothes (gasps) on Jimmy Kimmel. That was pretty cool. And then... All these other just like amazing, incredible, powerful women, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, journalists that I respect, women in the media, women like you, like influencers that I love. I and my gun, you need to have like, I I know you work with brands and stuff. I'm like, you are a freaking
1: brand. Like I see so much for you. And I'm almost like, I just want you to do it. I just want you to be like the brand. I I can't it'd be so nice to back something that you feel good about. I sometimes struggle with that. Like when and like you just mentioned Zara, like that is a hard thing for me. Cause sometimes yeah. I wear something and I'm like, crap. Like, I don't want people to be like, where did you get that from? And I'm like, Zara, sorry, if you're over a certain I size, you that. can't do that. You can't wear this. And you know, that's why I love promoting as much as like good American is expensive. I bought a pair of jeans because you were wearing a pair of jeans. And I was like, what style are these? Send me the friggin' link. And they I bought them. They are expensive though. They are expensive, but I wear them so much because they actually complement my body in all the right places. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would because it looks, so good on you. And then I saw them looking on all different types of bodies. And I was like, this actually makes a difference. It's a different experience, but that's why I love talking about brands like wear. And I love talking about brands like American Eagle. Cause I'm like, I know if I mention them and I say it, that people aren't feeling left out from this conversation and the style, right? That part is hard. Cause like, again, you exist in your privilege and you go and you shop about your days and you forget, like you just forget. That's
0: why I don't do like, you know, I see these fashion bloggers and they're every day posting like a thousand outfits yeah, 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 and everyone's like, why don't you do that? I wish you posted more about your outfits and where you got so them. You, so people could shop it. And I was like, the reason why I don't do it every single day, three times a day is because I don't, have that, like, I have like six options of where I can tell you, you can get inclusive clothing. One of them I'm creating and the rest, like, so I don't have the privilege of doing that. Yes, exactly. And all I would be able to do is show you a thousand things that you can't get. Yeah. It's very easy to go to Zara and find a million brands that fit a size zeros fashion blogger. Mm. And she's endlessly sent clothes that fit her yeah. You think I am? No, I'm like out there searching online for stuff that fits women and then trying to share what I can.
1: And and on top of that, if you look at like when I grew up and you know, I had a plus size mother, I was plus size. Like by the time I was 12, I was beginning to shop in plus size. And I remember everything was like a muumuu. Everything was like cover high. That was
0: why I designed the clothes because this everything- This is what I love about
1: you. Cause you, and I say this like delicately, it's really- fucking flattering to see (laughs) a woman with curves showing them and not hiding them and being like ashamed of them. Cause we were just having a conversation before the podcast and we were both saying like how, like if I were gay, like I would hundred percent be after like a curvy woman. Like I love it. It is so hot to me, me too but I grew up. I think the reason I'm so attracted to it is cause I didn't get to see that before. Like before it was all like, I said this on my Instagram the other day. Cause Mia Tyler, I love her. So back when I was like shopping in Pennington's years ago, I saw her ad and she was this young, gorgeous woman. And she was wearing like, I, I literally can picture it. She was wearing like a leather tight skirt and like a band t-shirt and she looked so cool and so hot. And I remember just like looking at it and just like staring at this picture and being like, curvy girls are Fucking gorgeous. That's
0: why it's so important that people like that we keep posting images. Yes. This is why our Instagrams are so important that the ads we're in are so important. Yeah. It's because if you can't see it, you can't believe it. True. Like if you don't see a beautiful, curvaceous woman who's stylish and fabulous and Mm. successful. How can you ever believe that you, as a curvaceous woman, can be those things? No, I totally. It's like everyone agree. else gets an icon. Yeah, everyone and this else is, has a
1: fashion idol. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this like massive revolution, like. I, I'm like so bad with words today. I'm so sorry. No, no. i had great this with revelation. Words. I was going to say revolution. It was not a revolution. It was a revelation. But, about the fact that a lot of the content I was creating before was very much my journey through understanding my body and coming to a place of peace with it. So I was always like, it's okay that I have stretch marks. It's okay that I have curves. It's okay that I have cellulite. And now I'm in a place of like owning it. And I'm like, I need to show women that like, it can be sexy and you can feel sexy and it's okay to have these curves. It's okay to have cellulite. I don't really care going. I'm, still going to wear those. Like I have like those thong bathing suits now because they're like all the rage, like the four, three, sevens. I love them. My butt is out. And I'm like, who cares? I feel so hot in it. And I'm like, it's changing the way that women see it because it's the same thing. We got so apologetic about our bodies. No matter what size you are, it's kind of all relative, right? Because even a size two woman is still going to have insecurities about her body because it's, it's everywhere. Well, that's why it's
0: called my size rocks, not my curvy size rocks. Yes, exactly. This is about women of all sizes. All sizes who are just done with people telling them how they need to look, that their size is their value, about what makes them beautiful. It's like, this is... My movement is about, and that's why my clothes are for all sizes, Mm. because it's like, I want women to be reminded that we're all one. We're not this separated by this size on our jeans. And you posted something the, I think it was like yesterday that I just thought, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And I don't exactly remember who it was, but it was a girl talking about how she saw you in the Knicks campaign. She saw your stretch marks and she was talking about how sexy you were. And it was like, yeah, a YouTube video.
1: There was like some random
0: YouTube oh, video. Yeah, and and it was like they
1: were talking about talking the downfall about, of Victoria's Secret.
0: Yeah, and yeah. they were talking about how sexy it was to see you in an ad, mm-hmm. and I was like, Yeah, when did we need to start rewriting? Because we've done a lot of apologizing. Now it's our job. It is, and our community's job of women with these voices. It's our job to start rewriting mm-hmm. what beauty is. Exactly. what a bikini body is, what beautiful is. And
1: how many different facets of it there are. This is my biggest like point uh, to everyone is like, stop following women that just look like you. Oh I did it my god! Yeah. Yes, with that. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, if you <laughs> start to follow all different sizes, colors, shapes of women, and ages too, you suddenly realize how friggin' beautiful so much diversity is. And, and that's it what changes I mean about the way you seeing see it
0: and believing it. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. The media. That's why everyone talks, you know, I often get like people say to me in interviews, how do you change the media or this? And I go, We are the media now. We are now. the media now. We are I the know. media. We are it. Like, okay, how important is it that you see me in an ad in a magazine? It's important, but I am the media, a picture of you or a picture of Mm -hmm. I could be used and reposted and a million people could see it. Yeah, this is the media. So we are responsible for the images we're putting out every day to women. It's and so we can true. redefine that. We are redefining. We're rewriting history.
1: It's so true because before we didn't, and, and this is why like people can smack down on social media and oh my gosh, it's caused us so many insecurities and stuff like that. I'm like, but also. Like, yeah, no, the other I'm, I'm, side I'm the of it, also
0: it's empowering. Also,
1: me. yeah, it's changed the conversations, it's changed the narratives because. We became the media. Yeah. We became the news. Like, we are society. Also, can we just We're take one moment to, to say, that. like, Sarah,
0: how badass is that that we became the media? We became the media. High five to us. High five. <laughs> oh At my least gosh. here in Canada, we are we a part became of the media. And that's
1: so amazing. It's so amazing to watch and see and have that. Like, I love that you said when things kind of became out of control in the media, how they talked about you, you took that control back. And I feel like that's something that we don't recognize we have the power to do now. You know, back when our mother. Like a lot of people, when they talk about diet culture and stuff like that, it does root from our mothers. And it comes yeah. a, we talk a lot about like, I grew up and my, you know, my mom had some fast for lunch and she was on this diet and this diet and this diet and this diet. And I watched her struggle. Oh gosh, and yes. it's like, but also your mother didn't have an opportunity for a different.
0: She didn't, she was bombarded. No. And I, I said this recently when I was speaking, I was like keynoting an event and I was saying, don't be so hard on yourselves. We are undoing years of damage the media has put on us. Like we're talking about endlessly bombarded throughout, if you're my age and I'm 36, if you're my age- I'm almost 35. Okay. So around our age, literally for the last 25 years of our life, we've been bombarded with an image of what beautiful is. And it's been one singular image. Yes. And so that's a lot of history to undo. Yes. So it's going to take a moment, but just in the same way, That it shaped what we saw as beauty. Now we can be responsible, and all the women out there doing cool things, we collectively, not talking about just you and I. Yeah. I'm not, you know, suggesting we have that much power, but we collectively as a community are now able to reshape what the next generation of girls feel. It's so funny. And like, understand.
1: I get to the question a lot. Like, how do your kids feel about like seeing these things? I'm like, it matters that they see me choosing to do what I feel. And yeah. it matters to me that they understand that there is authority that you have over your body and the narratives that you choose. When we go to the doctor, I said to the doctor, we actually don't do scales. So can she face away from the number? And my daughter was like, why? And I was like, because this number is never going to define you. And I know that if you see it, it might start. So let's just not. Yeah. let's. We're so much better than that and oh, she I was love like, that. all right. And like kind of went on about her day. And I was like, there's, there's so many things we can do. And yes, like I'm in my underwear on the side of a bus and my kids think it's like hilarious
0: and stuff like that, but. Don't underestimate the is, value. Don't underestimate the power. Don't, see, don't belittle the power of that. No, that is a powerful image, it's a that pa- image.
1: It's a powerful thing for them to see. And it's a powerful thing to see beside me, a woman, like a strong black woman who's like 20 years in the music industry, Julie Black. And beside her is Nikki McLean, who is a breast cancer survivor. Yeah, it's a powerful she image. has like no breasts. And then there's another woman. She's a curvy, I think her name is Shirley. Beautiful black woman in a very like, she's so radiant and beautiful. And you look at these four images and it's like, all you can think about is how stunning it is. Not about, oh, they don't look anything like the norms. It's like, no, we are the norm. Like, why did we ever think that this 1% ruled the world? Because that's well, all I know we why ever why. Yeah,
0: I know, I know too. But and don't forget that just in the same way that we exist, Kylie Jenner... And like the Kardashian girls have more social media power than yes. anybody on earth, I think. On and earth. think of the very, very specific type of beauty that they're suggesting mm-hmm. is beautiful every day. And I'm not saying they're not beautiful. And you no, know, yeah. I absolutely love Kim. I know, you know. You know, I'm a Chloe. Yeah die hard. Yeah. But I think of like a little girl looking at Kylie specifically, and yeah. I don't blame Kylie for no. the fact that she's done all that. She's grown up in a world of people telling her how yeah. she needed to look. People need to give a lot more grace. People to need to give grace who to that. grow up in that. They don't, totally. they don't get the opportunity for I'm not for suggesting different... that it's, yeah, it, but it's more that she feels in a way that she's changed her body and she's changed her faith Mm -hmm. because she feels that she needs to like look a certain way to feel beautiful. And then the problem with that is that when you are seeing that so frequently, Mm -hmm. then that becomes the norm of what's beautiful. And that's why when I left the house today, I don't have any fake eyelashes on. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I look that good. Yeah. Because yeah. what? I need fake eyelashes now to look yeah. beautiful because now all I ever see is girls with fake eyelashes. So now if I don't have fake eyelashes, I don't feel beautiful. Or let's
1: just talk about, so I was on Snapchat the other day because somebody told me that uh, there's a filter that has a pink hat. So I was like, oh my God, I got to see this. And I was like going through, you can like, you can check through the filters and you can see all the different filters you can do. And I'm going to say about 95% of them change the shape of my face. They all made my eyes a little bit bigger, my nose more slender, and my cheeks smaller as well. Yeah. And there is actually like this body, like there's this face dysmorphia thing that happens with like Snapchat and like those types of things. Like it's very damaging. A lot of things that are happening, which is why like yes, social media can be so damaging. There are people who are making choices for their body that does have influences. A big reason why like I love to be undone and I love to be done up, and I do both. Yeah, and I think that's it's why I show my both. Show both because I love to do the fake eyelashes sometimes, but Me like mine. And then I love to take it off. but I'm like, there's a certain difference between what we're feeling makes us more worthy and what doesn't. Like if you put eyelashes on now, you know that that isn't making you more worthy. It's just this like, I want to feel like this like, extra oomph. Right after this, don't, I have
0: to go home and I, I'm in hair and makeup for an hour and a half because yeah. I have a, a shoot and then yeah. I have an event. And it's like- that's what I need to do to exist in the world I exist in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I also am like really, really, really adamant that people endlessly see me on Instagram without makeup, in my gym clothes being a hot mess. I think I posted a photo of me yesterday. It's like, I've just woken up. I've literally put on my gym clothes, gone down to the gym. Yeah. I'm a disaster (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, this is a work in progress. Yes. My life, my career, my body, my mind. But important to
1: note, like it takes an hour and a half of hair and makeup to get to that picture that you're going to see later. So it's really nice to see the other side of it. I even saw Jennifer Aniston did like the Instagram versus reality thing. And she was like the behind the shoots. And she was just like showing like how much actual effort is being put into like this really amazing image, which before we only ever saw the really amazing image. Yeah. And it made us feel like crap about ourselves. Well, I think
0: it's interesting. You talk about Jennifer Aniston, she joins Instagram and then gets the most followers Ever, I think we need to be cautious of who we put our power behind. Yeah. Because that is the power, like the voice on Instagram it's is true. big. And if we put our numbers, the people you follow matter. It does. And it matters that you're following people every single day that you're giving a powerful voice to because you're giving Mm, them power. So now just just think about who you're giving power to. Do you want power to be going to a girl who is, you know, endlessly promoting diet culture and insecurity and telling you endlessly that you need to buy and consume things to feel good? Or do you want to put power behind a girl like yourself who is endlessly talking about how you are worthy on your own and yeah. that it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. And it's a, we've got to really, like, we are those people. You can't yeah. talk about how you're annoyed that Kylie Jenner rules the world. And we're then, the one that gave her that ruling. If you follow Kylie yeah. Jenner and look, I'm not hating on Kylie Jenner at all. I'm just no. saying she's an example of, yeah. you are the power, like the power is in the consumer's hands these days it's never been this much in our control as it has before. It used to be, we turn on the television and we are told and brands tell us what we see, what we see in magazines, and that's, they owned all the power. Now I might potentially change how H&M works. Yes. I mean, that's a really lofty goal and I'm putting that out there and that is by no means what H&M promised me. They promised to listen to my story. Yes. But there's there's a possibility that that story could go on to be told within a leadership team at H&M who listen to that story and then maybe reconsider. Mm. And it's like, we have this power as consumers. Yeah, We have a voice. We've never had a voice like this before. We as women have a voice. We have women who want to see diversity yes. have a voice.
1: A hundred percent. Like, and I think- So that's use it wisely. <laughs> I, yeah. And when we talk about privilege, a lot of times privilege can kind of get your back up a little bit. You're always like, oh gosh, like privilege. That makes me feel icky. Privilege is something that a lot of people have. You and I both have it. We have it for different reasons and different ways, but it does give opportunity to to open that door, to extend that seat at the table. And we need to make sure that we're using it. And that's why I'm constantly pushing people following different types of people that I found online. Cause I'm like, they're actually changing the way I think and how totally I operate in my way privilege. I Me, I've like, I was just saying the other day, like I follow a lot of women in the disabled community and it's changed the way I look at things when I go out in public. I'm like things that are accessible or not. <gasps>
0: that's today I was, the Uber so I took wild. here was an accessible Uber. Oh my and I asked the Uber driver how does somebody get this? And they go, Oh, you just go to Uber wave. And it's for people who need a wheelchair or have a disability. That and I was amazing. like, and I don't know if I would have thought of that Yeah, for exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I follow women who talk about the need for inclusivity in yeah. that community. And that's made me change that lens. It's made you change it. Same
1: with like following women who are in plus size bodies, understanding their conversations and stuff. All right today let's take a little pause and talk about multivitamins y'all multivitamins are actually really important for us (laughs) that's something i've learned a lot in the last year but do we also really know what's in our multivitamins between sugars gmos synthetic fillers artificial colorants now it's time to really talk about one that is different from that ritual isn't your typical multivitamin it's clean Vegan friendly. It's a formula made with key ingredients in forms your body can actually use with no shady extras. Whenever I'm online, I'm seeing people talk about ritual vitamins and I've heard all these things, but I haven't actually dove into seeing exactly what some of these things are. I actually really liked this one point that they have a delayed release, no nausea capsule design. That's huge for me because I have gotten nausea so many times from a multivitamin and I thought that that was a really cool. It's kind of essential thing to kind of being able to take your multivitamin every day. And Ritual is formulated with key ingredients, including vitamin D3, to help fill the gaps in your diet. Their fresh tasting, delayed release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food. So, so key. And Ritual is designed with different life stages in mind. It's now available for women, men, teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll actually refund your order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. And that's why Ritual is offering my listeners today 10% off your first 3 months. Very simply, go to ritual.com/papaya to start your Ritual I think this is such a good idea to subscribe to because for me, that means that I can't have an excuse for even a single day of not having my multivitamin. So visit ritual.com slash papaya, start that ritual today, and you're going to get 10% off for your first three months, which is so awesome. So enjoy and let's take care of ourselves. Let's get back to the show. I know we don't have a ton of time left here, but I would like to talk about this one thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. You were sharing your your new fitness goals that you had and stuff like that, and there's a lot there's a lot of assumptions and judgments oh gosh, that are made. So much judgment when about my exists fitness in a different size body that you must not be somebody who works out or that you must not like, it's so wild. So
0: oh, talk about. It's just so frustrating. I was, can't win either way. And with you were fitness. really,
1: you were really vulnerable. About I was it, really, emotional. I know it was really hard for you, but it also gave a lot of people an opportunity to hear and to see firsthand what it is like when somebody who, and let's be real, like you're, you're kind of not even, are you even plus size? Are you kind of in the middle? I
0: don't even know. It doesn't matter, but regardless. i my size. I'm my size. You're your, you're your size. But no, I can't but, shop in straight size stores if that are regular sizing. Mostly I can't shop.
1: My point being that someone can just look at somebody in a curvier body and be like making an assumption about their fitness. Either it's not enough or like, so say what happened, tell the story of what
0: happened. Okay. So I was in California and I had worked really hard the last few days. And so how I like relieve my stress is I hike. And so Mm -hmm, I hiked this mm -hmm. mountain. Let me talk. I hiked a mountain. Okay. And it was a huge accomplishment for me. And the whole time I was Instagramming, and you could see I was out of breath and it was hard. And I finally got to the top and it was such an accomplishment. And I posted a photo. Right. And everyone's like, you're obese. I'm like, what? I am, you're perpetuating obesity you don't work out. You're this. Stop lying to us about how fit you are. It's clear that you eat, binge eat every single night. So stop talking about your fitness. And then this is the one that really struck me. It's you've been posting photos of you working out for the last year and I haven't seen one transformation. So clearly you are lying to us and binge eating at night. And I was like, you know what? That's it. This yeah. happened to be the anniversary. I I lost my father a year ago, tragically. Okay. And this was a day before the anniversary of his death. Oh my goodness! And I was like, "Do you have any idea how much I've transformed?" Yes. I have worked my way through yes. one of the greatest losses of my life. Yes. Well out there every single day, putting myself out there. I'm trying to change the fashion industry. Yes. I represent all of these women. I'm endlessly criticized about my body. Mm -hmm. I'm up against the biggest corporation in the world are telling me no. And I'm still out there banging on their door saying, no, we need to actually do something. Do you have any idea what every day being me is like? I'm not saying it's challenging. I'm just saying it's a vulnerable place to put yourself out there and try and change the world. Yes, it is. And then I hike a mountain and still that is still something I'm going to be criticized for. How is everything that I do with my fitness about my body changing? Why isn't it about my mind changing and my cholesterol changing or my heart changing or my brain changing or my positive outlook on the world changing? Yeah. Those are the things that truly make a difference. Your body doesn't need to perform. if you haven't lost 100 pounds, Mm -hmm. then you have not transformed at all. There's a huge
1: misconception that women who exist in larger bodies don't work out. And I follow like Meg Boggs, for instance, is like one of my favorite examples because she exists in a plus size body and she is like one of the strongest physical women I've ever seen and witnessed online. Yet she is fat shamed. Daily, Like daily, she is like assaulted by these comments and things like that. And I'm like, it's it's insanity to me that we literally place fitness in this box separately from the body confident or body positive movement or whatever it is. Like they can coexist. Fitness is not diet culture. I am you can really exercising for you. I and am really over women see.
0: telling me that I perpetuate obesity. Do you oh know how many gosh, women I get that too? have messaged me saying that because of me, they've lost weight. They've been inspired to work out. I am not talking. Talking about obesity. No, I am not saying that obesity isn't an issue. I am not saying that it is healthy to have this much weight and carrying this around on you. I am just telling you that you don't need to hate yourself, mm-hmm. being who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change, you don't need to hate yourself in the process. Yes, exactly. I'm not trying to talk about obesity. I'm not even talking about You're health. Not even talking. I'm about just it.
1: talking about not hating yourself. Yes. And I think what's really, coming back to like the binge eating thing, are that's like one of the largest undiagnosed eating disorders that exist out there. And what's difficult about it is that people are like, well, it's just really unhealthy and like, that's really bad for you. Binge eating disorders often stem like most eating disorders and mental health illnesses. They stem from trauma. They stem from a pain. They stem from somewhere. So to sit there and shake a shame stick at somebody who's struggling in their trauma, like it's just, it's ridiculous and it's not okay. And it's that's why not it's like, okay. we have to like take the comments that were, even the ones that are like, if your first thought was like, oh my gosh, like I, I love the talking about first thought, second thought thing. Cause like second thought is like wh- who you really are. Your first thought might be like, oh my gosh, like, is she overeating? Like, is that why? Okay. Not a great first thought. Second thought should be like, doesn't matter what she's eating. That's none of my business. She's moving her body. That's none of my business. But like how exciting and how cool and like, you can actually be confident in your skin and in your body in any shape and Here's size. Here's the other
0: thing. You don't I have, have to wait never, to be a certain size before you get to celebrate. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I have never said mm-hmm. that I don't have goals to lose some weight. I have never said that my body is perfect. I have no. never said any of these things. Mm-hmm. I would like to be the best possible version of myself that yeah. I can be. And I'm trying to be that every day. Yeah. And it's like, so when you see me working out, at, I'm either... You're so fat, you should go to the gym. <laughs> but don't go to the gym because you're too fat to go to the gym. Yeah, But go work out. You need to go work out. Okay, but then go to the store and buy fitness clothes, but nothing fits you because you're too fat to work out. I'm like, you're sending me mixed messages, world. It is <laughs> instead, so messy. It is so messed up. So instead, just let me exist. If I'm trying to lose some weight, maybe I am. But that's my point. If I'm trying to lose weight, stop criticizing me, but also why do I have to hate myself the size I'm at? What I
1: love about you is that there will never be a point. Like, let's say you lose a bunch of weight over time. I don't care. It really doesn't matter, but you will always be able to look back and say, I owned and loved myself
0: at every I single stage now, of my body. I feel good now. I might feel good if I drop a size. Yep. I. It is my. It this, doesn't my matter. Size you're, not d- about, to, you're not defined yeah. by those numbers. That's the difference. Yes. It's like, Me losing weight, not losing weight, the size of my hips, the size of my breasts, Mm. the size of my tummy, that is not what defines me. And that's what My Size Rocks is about. It's about saying it doesn't matter what size you are. You are enough on your own. If you want to change and you want to transform and you want to be on a journey to be something smaller, bigger, whatever it is, do it. But just don't apologize for who you are now. Exactly, and don't choose
1: to not exist until you have this like goal body. That was like my big thing was that when I was losing weight, oh my weight, gosh, the goal body. Head, but here I am showing, yeah, yeah. it's just it's so. But I ingrained. had this like in my head that I would be able to do all the things in the world once I lost weight. So I definitely had this like I'm going to hate myself happy mentality in my weight loss, and that's why when I dropped 100 pounds, I wasn't happy, and that's why I had to come back and be like, oh gosh, this isn't the thing. This isn't going to be the thing that works. Also, so when people. All the time. i like, how did you lose weight? And I'm like,
0: I'm not going to tell you because I hated myself through it. And imagine how much life women are missing out on. So much because life. Because they are too ashamed of who mm. they are. Do you know how many messages I get from women saying, I love your clothes. I'm going to buy it. I'm working out really hard. So I'm going to buy it when I'm this size or I'm going to go on vacation when I'm this size yeah. or I'm going to get married when I'm this size. Yes. They are missing out on life mm-hmm. because of the size that they are. Which is just start living and loving your life. Yes. And if you want to change your size, that's amazing. I empower you to do that. I just ask you not to hate yourself in the process. Yes. My size rocks. Just stop hating yourself. Love yourself no matter what
1: the size. Hashtag my
0: size rocks. I love it. I promise you, move your body and exercise is a celebration of what your body can do. Yes. It is not out of shame for what you ate. Yes, it is not a punishment because of your fat. It should be a celebration because of the fact you can actually just move. So go move, go, go move. be happy, go be healthy in mind, body, and to soul. Be able to, right? Rock who you are, rock, rock your curves, oh my rock your skinniness, rock whatever it is. My size rocks. <laughs> that was like, whoa, drop that mic right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. I love you. That was incredible. Tell everybody where they can find you because at luxurious I, Roxy. I need literally everybody to follow her. So, it's, Oh my gosh, please, not everyone Roxy, follow like,
0: me. Because like I said, the power is in... I'm not ashamed to say that. The yeah. power that I have... Is in the numbers I represent and mm-hmm. the people that I represent. Mm-hmm.
1: So the more people that back you, the more yeah. we're backing a much bigger
0: message and a much bigger movement. It gives me important. it gives me the power to go into brands and say, look at the numbers actually look me. at these numbers behind how many yes. women are saying they're sick of being told how they should look by you. Yes, they're sick of not seeing their size in your store. Yes, the more people that follow me, the more power I have to go in and actually change a brand. hundred percent agree with that. I had somebody ask me this week, how can I
1: best support you? And I was like, honestly, just like share, like share the message. share, 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 share. If you're, if you're sharing me, if you're sharing somebody else, like share the message, like put it out there. You have a platform too. Everybody is an influencer. We all have a power. And I love what you said about putting that power back in our hands in terms of like who we follow is is sharing that power. We're giving it to somebody else. And be careful who you give your power to. Careful who you're giving your power to. So I'm highly, highly recommending. Roxy knows this. She scared the shit out of me when I first met her. And I was like, I don't know about this woman. You've, you've got to be confident to change be, the world. She, like one has to empower you. You have the to, shit out of me, is what she did. Um, <laughs> but you're such a good friend now, and I'm so honored to know you. And you oh, know, good. in all your amazing ways, and I recommend you to so many people. I love throwing you up in my stories, and then people always write me back and say, like, "Thank you for
0: sharing her and account." People like I always love her. Follow me, and I love it. And they all message me saying, "I found you because of the birds papaya, and oh, I just good, love good, you." Good. And I'm like. That's so sweet because there's so many girls on Instagram and there's so many girls who talk about empowering other women Mm -hmm. and they are so not the real deal. And so when you find women who are the real deal, yeah. that's why I endlessly talk about certain girls. Of course. and Because I think they're it, the real deal. And <laughs> it's
1: important because like for me, I could talk about the things that, like, that I can share from my personal experience, but I'm not you and I can't replicate the things that you're talking about and the things that you're doing. But I can definitely hand you a microphone. I can definitely share <laughs> you in my stories. I can definitely push some people your way because I think it's
0: important what you're doing. So I have, can I just tell you one thing? You can. I have a saved folder of photos of my stretch marks. Oh my gosh. Do that you really? I took for you <gasps> that oh I've taken gosh. because of you. Oh my gosh. And I haven't like shared them because I sometimes think, okay, I'm not able to say I have these stretch marks because I had a baby. Wait, that's why it's so important. That you and share it's like, it, I, 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 I have these stretch marks because I birthed three kids no. and no, I just have these stretch marks because you know what? I had a great summer in Italy last year, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and I really just went to town. And now then my body changed a little. They're memories. There like are your My marks. stretch marks are my travels and memories oh of having good. I love my so stretch marks are good times. Every ounce of fat that I carry on this body, I tell you, it was acquired by doing something fabulous so <laughs> how could I hate it so much right oh, but I yeah. wanted you to know that is like think of how confident I am and how empowered I am already as a woman mm-hmm. and yet I have a saved folder of one day I have this bird's papaya post that one day I will share do. of my stretch marks because of you we should get a shoot done together oh my gosh well, I, I think I need you to yes. do it for me because I'm still nervous about that because yeah. it's like it's like okay that I'm curvaceous as mm-hmm. long as I'm still beautiful mm. but then as soon as is I show something raw and unreal and it's like, but how beautiful can I be? Am I beautiful if I show my stretch marks and you know, I show my stretch marks on my legs, yeah. but I never show my tummy. And oh, like, I guess I do. I do show my tummy, but not in the same way not you do. Way. And it's like, you give me permission to be that woman. And so do not underestimate the power of your voice and what you're doing. And you know, like as much as you talk about, it, I'm you're my fan. I am your fan. You are actually changing how women feel. Mm. Do not underestimate the power You're of me that. No, you should cry. It's powerful because a girl is sitting at home in Manitoba seeing your post and she now feels good about herself. And love that. she's looking at her tummy and she's saying, okay, maybe I'm worthy because Sarah looks. Maybe I can
1: go fabulous. to the beach. Maybe I can do these things. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're important conversations. And you know what? You're right. We are the media. We are owning ourselves. We're taking back our bodies from the world, from the hands of a society and we're, we're society now. You we're should put a my size it. rock
0: section in your vintage I'm shops that you go d- to. Oh my gosh, I should. <laughs> you know
1: what? I'm going to start using the hashtag. I need to do it more. I'd never use hashtags, but I need to do the my size rocks thing because I'm going to start representing the size eight woman and maybe I'll be a size 10 one day. And sometimes I'm a size six. Who cares? And whatever size you are, you're worthy. Rocks you're amazing. I love you so much. All
0: right. <laughs> this we could was do so this good. forever.
1: We could do it forever. I this know it. This should be forever. It I should be sit here we all after. Have a pod. <laughs> we should have a podcast.
0: Let's do a podcast. Oh my God. That's <laughs> coming soon. Coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> as soon as we figure out in our schedules,
1: coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Please check her out. Go find Luxurious Roxy. I'm going to add her stuff into the show notes as well. This was such a powerful conversation and I really just thank Roxy for being a huge thank participant you for in having it. having me. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. The papayas are going to love you. Okay. I love the papaya. Until next week. (laughs) Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.